Hi everyone and welcome to Empowering the Opposition. My name is Dr. Nafis Alam and our topic today will be buying things versus buying trips. Uh, the experience of accumulating material objects and experiences. Now, the general consensus would suggest that buying experiences, spending money or investing in experiences is often the better option. Um, I've grown up uh, hearing this quite a lot that you know you should try and spend your money on trips, on experiences, on doing something new um, over let's say buying a new watch or a new phone or new clothes, whatever it might be. Um, and of course in true empowering the opposition forum we'll discuss both sides of the coin here. Um, and ultimately, of course, the best option would be to have enough uh, in the bank to be able to do both, but we understand that not everybody is in that privileged of a position. So when given the choice, uh, certainly, you know, if you choose to go one way versus the other, there are pros and cons there for sure. So first, if we were to take what the general population would likely believe to be the better option, which is to buy experiences as opposed to buying things, buying material objects. <clears throat> by by investing in experiences, let's say going to different places, experiencing different cultures, um, it's true that you get something that uh, money might not, uh, or rather a material object might not be able to uh, effectively um, represent. For example, if you learn that, you know, after reading about a particular culture, um, that their behaviors are so different from yours, maybe they, they eat in a different kind of way, maybe they eat with their hands and you've never eaten with your hand uh, before, um, and now you go to a, that particular uh, nation and experience their culture and you, you realize that, you know, there's a certain cleanliness and certain intimacy you have with your food by eating with your hand. Um, full disclosure, I come from a culture, even though I, I use forks and knives now, uh, I come from a culture where um, my parents, my grandparents, obviously my great-grandparents and so on and so forth, they would eat with their hands not because there was a scarcity of utensils, but rather because it's a certain intimacy that you have with the food that you're eating. Um, you touch it with your own hand, you, you use your hand to bring that food into your mouth and you eat it. And there's a certain synergy there that's, uh, that's communicated between uh, the earth, the environment, and your own sustenance. Uh, Western civilization, that, that mentality tends often not to be the case. Um, so, you know, by going and experiencing this sort of culture, you get a new understanding of the complexities and the diversities uh, of humanity which I don't know that you can certainly, uh, you can necessarily put a price on. That knowledge and that understanding, that experience may be well worth more than uh, the price that you pay for that particular trip. <clears throat> and of course, if you were to buy something, uh, uh, an experience, let's say, of like uh, warmer weather when you're in a, living in a colder kind of an environment, you get to get away for a little bit, you get to experience summer in December, uh, for example. Um, so, you know, that can certainly uh, be valuable as well, a different sort of uh, experience. Now, that's not to say that buying material objects um, can't make you happy. 
In some cases, material objects can indeed make you happier than buying experiences. Uh, again, that sort of goes against the norm here, but again, uh, we're impairing the opposition, so we talk about these different uh, topics from different viewpoints. So buying experiences certainly may have some value. I believe, I believe personally that it certainly does, and I imagine many listeners do as well. But what about buying material objects? Buying material objects gives you a tangible reminder of a particular event in your life, for example. Uh, again, as I mentioned just a few moments ago, the best thing, uh, you know, the most ideal option would be to be in a financial position where you can afford both. You go on a, an expensive experience and you buy something of an expensive souvenir to bring back and thus you have both a material object and an experience, right? But if you were to buy the material object in place of the experience, <clears throat> it may be uh, a functional value, like, for example, a phone. It's a material object. Would I rather go on a trip as opposed to having a phone? Probably not, uh, because it's, it's, uh, it has a certain utility to it. It's important uh, to my continued productivity, and, you know, my productivity is the most important thing uh, about me as far as I'm concerned. Um, in addition, like, you know, a nice shirt, uh, a nice pair of pants, nice shoes. I have a gigantic shoe collection. Anytime someone visits, they, they can't help but comment on that, which I don't mind at all. It's just, um, like, I know I have a shoe problem. But, um, but it makes me happy. It brings me joy, right? Um, so for some people, uh, buying material objects can be more meaningful because you have a tangible thing that you can touch. The counterpoint to buying experiences can be somewhat unique. You may have to do a couple little bits of mental gymnastics here, but it's not particularly far-fetched. So after an experience is over, all you have is the memory and maybe a couple of souvenirs here and there. All right, so you spent, I don't know, five, ten thousand dollars on a particular experience, and now that it's over, all you have are the memories. The key word there is all. For some people would say you have memories, wonderful memories, and then others would say all you have are memories, whether or not they're wonderful. You still just have memories. So the counter argument or the counterpoint to buying experiences over buying material objects would be that at the end you don't have anything tangible to show for it you just have memories and stories to tell and and you know things like that with a material object you have something that you can touch something that you can show people something that you know immediately you can take out and and look at or wear or use on a regular basis Right? Or if it's something that's uh, more of a decor, something that you can look at on a regular basis. So there's some legitimacy to the argument <clears throat> that, uh, that buying material objects may bring more joy to some people than buying experiences. <clears throat> and in buying material objects, um, what you might also have is a situation where those material objects are also deteriorating, aren't they? So if I were to buy a phone, uh, or the phone that I bought seven years ago, I don't have anymore. 
I appreciated it when I had it, but I've since upgraded. And I imagine many folks who are listening to this have also upgraded from the phone that they had 10 years ago <clears throat> and or 7 years ago. And now they don't have that material object to show for it. And I'm sure they've used it as, uh, as capital, as leverage to get newer and newer phones. But ultimately, you know, the material objects will deteriorate, right? You won't have the material objects that you have today 10 years from now, at least not all of them. And thus, you would have the memories that you've created. And this is the counterpoint to the counterpoint, right? So why might you want to buy experiences over material objects? If your argument is that material objects are tangible, you know, I have them, I can potentially have them forever, it's somewhat of a fallacy because you're not going to have them forever. Right? They'll deteriorate, they'll, um, you know, you, won't, you might sell them, you might not have space for them, um, they might be sitting in a drawer somewhere and you never even, you know, recognize their existence. So, you might have that as well. So, uh, uh, someone who contradicts that point might say, well, you know, you talk about having material objects that you can touch and keep, but you're only going to keep them for a short period of time, maybe two to five to ten years, maybe. But these memories that I've created going on these ex experiences that I've gone, I'll get to keep those memories forever. And so we go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, with people uh, believing that uh, that buying experiences is better than buying material objects, material things, others who believe that buying material things is better than buying uh, experiences. My suggestion has always been that you should live your life the way that you see fit. If 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 experiences are important to you, you know, go experience the world. I've had students, I've had people that I know who have paid a lot of money to live a very minimalistic lifestyle from a material object standpoint and have instead opted to enjoy the experiences of traveling the world. And then I've had many friends and many students, many uh, acquaintances who have chosen not to travel at all and just accumulate great degrees uh, of, of material wealth. I'm talking about gigantic homes, um, fast cars, so on and so forth, and that's what brings them joy. For me, um, if anyone wants to know, it's it's a combination between the two, um, and I imagine that's the case for most people. I don't, I can't imagine most people only want to buy experiences or only want to buy material objects. It's a combination, and I I think of myself as sort of an average person in that I love buying experiences because I get to enjoy different cultures, different climates, different environments, learn new things first. Uh, firsthand, and then of course I love buying stuff. Ask me about my shoe collections. Uh, so you know it's it's a combination of the two, and my suggestion to to everyone would be just you know live your life the way that you see fit. Don't let what others are doing influence what you should be doing. Of course, if what others are doing is something that you want to do genuinely, then go ahead and try and do it. But if someone is doing something and they seem to be happy, but you don't general, genuinely want to do that yourself, you don't have to. You don't have to be influenced by their actions or their behaviors. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'm Dr. Nafis Alam, and this has been Empowering the Opposition. See you next time. <laughs>